Hey there, this is Clay with ModernLove.Life where we help you get the relationship that you want without having to play mind games or playing hard to get or put on any sort of act or pretend to be somebody or something that you are not. If you like what we're doing here, please give us a thumbs up. Go ahead and subscribe to the channel if you're not already. And please remember to hit that bell icon so that you can get notifications next time we go live or upload a new video. Today we are talking about how to stop sabotaging relationships out of fear or anxiety. And um, if you like what we're going to be talking about, you'll probably also love this brand new um, on-demand training that I put together completely for free. It's over at modernlove.life slash class. You can go ahead and check that out over there. We'll be talking about some of the concepts that we're talking about in today's video. And um, you know, if you are interested and if you like what you see, you also will be invited to join our course called the Compatibility Code. But if you don't like it, then no big deal. Um, you don't have to join. But anyway, today we're talking about how to stop sabotaging relationships out of fear or anxiety. So in situations like this, it is important to look at what is going on when it comes to sabotage or self-sabotage, as some people say, although my uh, word processor tells me that self-sabotage is not an actual word, but people use it. I may have used it before in the past. Anyway, um, what's happening here is that there are these unknowns in our experience when it comes to a relationship or dating situation. You know, like maybe you, um, I don't know, let's just say you started a new relationship and you notice your partner, I mean, let's just say that you're a woman and you notice your partner, he, let's just say he's a man, um, you, he goes to the bathroom or something like that and you notice that his phone is on the couch next to you and it starts buzzing and, oh look, there's a message from a woman. What could that mean, right? And so your mind rushes to fill in this, what does this mean? Who is this woman? What does she want with him? Like, what's going on? It rushes to fill in this unknown in your experience. And it's going to do this based off of, in many cases, your own anxieties, fears, insecurities, self-doubts, limiting beliefs, and so on and so forth. So you might see the text message on his phone and you might say, who's that woman? Oh it's somebody that he's cheating on me with, or, oh, it's somebody that he's, um, you know, flirting with, or it's some, <laughs> something like that, right? And it's really easy to do this. And now, before we go any further, let's just make sure that we understand that this does not necessarily mean that these fears, anxieties, and doubts, and all that stuff are false. They can absolutely be true. But if we're jumping to the conclusion and assuming they're true without any hard, concrete evidence, we actually can end up in a situation where we end up sabotaging our own relationship, sabotaging something that is actually very good for us. You know, maybe he actually has very good intentions and maybe this is just a coworker or maybe this is his sister or maybe it's, uh, you know, something like that, right? A platonic friend or something that he has absolutely no attraction towards whatsoever. And if we just assume the worst, then it can really set us up for really bad negative results in the long run. How exactly does this work? So uh, if you take a step back and look at how this works on the big picture, now you're obviously going through your day and you have these thoughts. You have these thoughts and um, <laughs> ideas and beliefs and all that, right? So going back to our example, something's happening in the outside world. You know, the phone rings, uh, the phone buzzes, you look at his phone and it's some 
woman sending him a text message. Maybe it just says like something like, hey, how are you? You're like, you're like, what does that mean, right? So your mind is creating this thought. What does it mean that this woman is sending him a text message? Who is this woman, right? And then you start to have this emotional experience because your thoughts cause your emotions. And you start to have this emotional experience that says, oh, well, what if, uh, this, is, what if this is somebody who uh, he's cheating on me with? What if, um, what, if, what if he doesn't like me? What if he's uh, falling in love with somebody else? What if he has like another girl on the side or something like that? And as you start to have these thoughts, you start to trigger an emotion of fear, of anxiety, of um, you know, scarcity, of anger, even frustration, whatever it might be, right? And then, of course, your actions are caused by your emotions. We don't just act blindly out, out there, right? We, ha we all act because we have some sort of emotional drive to do that, whether that is you know, wanting to uh, stop somebody from hurting us emotionally, whether that is wanting to defend ourselves, whether that is trying to get love, whether that is trying to be right, whether that is trying to avoid something that happened in the past, whatever it might be. And if you are having thoughts that are causing you to feel a negative way, let's just say fear or anxiety, um, and then you are going to act based off of that fear or anxiety by maybe confronting him about it or uh, chewing him out or preemptively breaking up with him or whatever it might be, then that is going to, of course, your actions are, of course, going to lead to the results that you get or don't get. If you don't understand that your actions will lead to results, then, uh, we have a lot of work to do together. But, so you see how the string works here, right? It's thoughts cause feelings, feelings cause you to act, and of course your actions cause you to get results or not get results. And so this is how the, 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 the understanding, the, the processing works beneath the surface, is we are having thoughts that are about this unknown in our experience. And these thoughts are often projections of our own insecurities, fears, and anxieties that are most likely caused by our previous experiences, either in relationships or in life in general. You know, if you have abandonment issues, if you have trust issues or something like that, it's easy to project those fears, insecurities, and anxieties into those unknowns that are showing up in your life, like who is sending the text message, or um, you know, who is that new person that uh, he or she has been following on, on social media or something like that. Um, and and of course, our emotions are going to cause us to act or behave in certain ways. And so this is how oftentimes we tend to recreate the same emotions over and over again, and how we tend to recreate the same uh, patterns over and over again. And of course, this can lead to sabotaging an otherwise great relationship. If, for example, the, the guy has you know perfectly fine intentions, maybe this is a coworker, maybe this is um, uh, his sister or something like that, and he's just texting her for some reason, you know, maybe she's coming to visit soon, maybe he's trying to plan a birthday party for uh, your, their, their other sibling or parent, or I mean, like, I don't know, there could be a, a thousand different explanations. But if you jump to the worst case scenario conclusion that he's cheating on you, and worse yet, if you start to act on that, um, that can cause you to really sabotage things, right? So he might start to think, whoa, you clearly have some sort of issues with abandonment or trust or something like that, and that can cause you know, potentially the budding new relationship to experience a rocky start or possibly even lead to a breakup um, when, when really there wasn't anything fundamentally wrong. It was just 
an unknown situation that you projected your own fears and insecurities and anxieties into. And so this is often how people end up sabotaging things based out of fear or insecurity. And again, this is not to say that if he gets a text message from a woman, an, a mysterious woman, that he's not cheating on you. He absolutely could be. But if we're going to jump to the worst case scenario here, then we are really setting ourselves up for sabotage, okay? And so what we need to do here is we need to really balance our thoughts before we jump to conclusions. And so what do I mean by balance this? Now, oftentimes people will say, well, you know, you gotta be realistic. He's a guy and if a woman is texting him, he's obviously cheating on you, right? Well, how do you know that that's realistic? A lot of times people use this term realistic um, when really what they mean is pessimistic, right? If you are going to assume the worst in any situation, that is obviously pessimism. That's not realism. Realism is based off of what has the most evidence to support it. And in our hypothetical situation, you know, you get, he gets a text message from a mysterious woman um, and you happen to see the notification on his phone. Um, what is the evidence that you have that he's cheating? Well, sure, that is probably something that would happen if he was cheating on you with her, but it's also something that would happen if he was maybe planning a birthday party for you and it was a surprise secret, or um, if he was just chatting about something with a coworker who happened to be a woman or something like that, right? And so I don't want you to be pessimistic or cynical or jaded or anything like that when it comes to your dating or love life, because of course that can set you up to sabotage like we just talked about. Um, but I want you to be realistic. So I want you to actually look at what is going on, look at what actually has the most evidence to support it. And, um, you know, sure, if, if there is actual evidence there that he's, you know, cheating, not just like a gut feeling on your part, but actual concrete third-party verifiable um, evidence that like you could bring to a judge in a courtroom and they could look at it and say, you know, yeah, he's, he's totally guilty, not like a strong hunch. Like you can't say, you can't convict somebody of murder because you have a very strong hunch that they did it, right? No, you need actual evidence. Like, you know, here's the, the bloody knife or whatever it might be, right? And so you want to look for actual evidence of something that happened or didn't happen when it comes to these uh, fears and insecurities and all of that. And of course, you want to say, well, what are the other alternatives that could potentially be motivating this, right? We already talked about some in, uh, in our hypothetical example, but you might want to look at some other alternatives that could explain what happened um, or didn't happen in your particular situation that might be uh, causing you to sabotage um, your relationship or your dating life or whatever is going on with you. And, um, you know, if, if you still don't have any concrete evidence one way or the other, then it's important to say, okay, well, I don't have any evidence that he's cheating. I don't have any evidence that this mysterious text message is really about something else. I don't have any evidence that it's a coworker or not a coworker. I don't have any evidence that it's his sister or his uh, um, friend or like, I don't know, or you know, some person at a store who's, he's trying to arrange a secret surprise for me for, like th there, there's an endless string of possibilities. And if you don't have any actual evidence, you don't want to jump to any conclusion one way or the other. What you want to do is to let that unknown exist in your mind. 
let it exist without trying to fill it in. And what you can simply do is try to gather more evidence. You can gather more evidence about what's going on, right? So, you know, maybe when he gets back from the bathroom in this hypothetical situation, you very calmly say, hey, I heard your phone buzz and I saw there was a woman that texted you. Like, who is that? Right? You don't have to attack him or anything like that or assume the worst, but just simply ask out of curiosity and, you know, he might tell you something. And then it's like, okay, that's more information. Now, of course, he could be lying. He could be telling the truth. If you are kind of new and you don't know him very well yet, you don't know what he's doing. But um, that's just more feedback. And then, of course, if he is lying and if he is cheating on you, then you know that he's a liar and a cheater on top of it. But if he's telling the truth, then he's telling the truth. And you just have to gather more evidence, right? And so as you start to do this, you will start to gather more and more evidence and something will start to appear as the most realistic outcome in this case, right? And again, I'm not saying that you just want to ignore obvious red flags that are popping up around you left and right. Um, but I want you to actually notice if you have any real tangible evidence before you jump to conclusions uh, and before you take actions that could potentially sabotage something that maybe you really want in your love life. Okay, so with that being said, once again, if you like what we're doing here, do me a favor, give me that thumbs up. When you give me the thumbs up, it helps uh, tell the YouTube robots that, hey, this is a video that people like, and they'll help to spread this video to other people that might also like this video as well too. So do that, it really helps a lot. Um, and also subscribe if you're not already. And of course, if you like the topic that we talked about today, you'll probably also like our new course that I've been working on. Um, it's a free on-demand course that you can go check out over at modernlove.life class. It'll talk to you a lot more about some of these things that we've been talking about, like sabotage and uh, all of these deeper mindset things that we've been talking about over the past couple of months. And you know, if you like what you see over there on modernlove.life class, um, I'm gonna invite you to join our course called the Compatibility Code. And you can either do that or you can not sign up, whatever. It's totally up to you. But there it is over at modernlove.life class. So with that being said, let's see what's going on in the chat area. Um, yeah, there's Davey. I was talking to Davey before the chat, before the live stream, so I'm just gonna jump over that. Uh, Fee says, proud of you, Clay. I'm a relationship inner game and I'm, I'm a relationship inner gamer and love the direction you're going. I love you, Clay. Well, thank you so much. I, I never coined the term relationship inner gamer, but hey, cool. We can go with that. Um, Devin says, what do you do when you find out that your ex-wife is dating somebody who is, um, who hits on younger girls and you and your ex-wife have two stepdaughters that you raised since they were younger? Okay, yeah, so if your ex-wife is dating somebody and you're worried that your own daughters might be in some sort of danger from this person, then, you know, obviously talk to your ex-wife about this. Let, let her know that, hey, I've noticed this person hit on young girls that are maybe the age of our daughters. And um, I just want you to be aware of that. You know, you're basically giving her evidence so that she can make that conclusion herself when it comes to her own thought process like we talked about today. 
Now, um, of course, she might have her blinders on or something like that, but you really want to make sure that you step up and that you really have this conversation with her. Um, you also want to, and, and you know, as a mother, I'm sure she'll probably be very like defensive of her children and all of that, um, so that so that they are well taken care of and not in harm's way or anything like that. And um, you know, if it really comes down to it, you can always talk to this individual and say, hey, I, I really don't feel comfortable when you hit on young women because you know we have these young women in our lives that are my children and uh, it really doesn't make me feel good. So is there some sort of understanding that we can come to? Um, and you know, if, if, I mean like if it's some sort of legal issue, then like, you know, if it's like, hey, they're 13 and he's, I don't know, 40 or something like that, then yeah, totally. Uh, you can take it to like a, a law enforcement thing if it really comes to that. But um, I think that you can probably resolve it between you and your wife first. And if that doesn't work out, then try and resolve it with the individual uh, person as well too. But uh, that's what I'd recommend in that particular situation. Okay. Jenny says, hello, it is, oh, I guess Steve is using Jenny's account, but it says, hello, it's Steve here. Um, I have to ask you your opinion. My girlfriend left me around a month ago and I have not contacted her since. Um, she wants to pursue her artist career and cannot be with me. Um, I don't see any follow-up to that, so I'm guessing that's the complete question. But um, yeah, so if, I'm, I'm just gonna guess, just kind of intuit, infer your question from what you've posted here, since it wasn't really a question. But I'm guessing that you want to be in a relationship with uh, you know, your ex, but your ex is not open to that because she says that she wants to pursue her art career and she's saying something like, I don't have time for a relationship or something along those lines, right? And if that's the case, then what's going on is she has some sort of belief about what a relationship involves. Maybe it's gonna be like a lot of time, a lot of commitment, it's gonna be like a big emotional drain or something like that. And she doesn't think that she can really do both the career and have the relationship at the same time. And so if that's the case, you need to say, okay, how was I bringing myself to interacting with her previously that was causing her to really perceive being in a relationship with me as like a drain, as something that would pull her away from maybe her career aspirations. And um, if you need to, you know, correct any sort of behavior that you had, like if you had some sort of needy or clinginess issue or something like that, then um, that's definitely something that you need to clean up. That's definitely something that once you start to change that and bring yourself to interacting with her, um, she will be able to see that she's not walking back into the same uh, situation that she walked out of. She'll be able to say, oh, hey, look at that. Um, sorry, I forgot your name. I, I know you're using someone else's account. Um, um, Steve, yeah. Hey, Steve isn't as needy and clingy as he used to be. Is this something that I can put my trust into? And of course, it'll take a little bit of time to really trust that that is the new you. And it's not like a gimmick. It's not you on your best behavior. It's not you putting on an act or something like that. But once she trusts that, then the, the whole being in a relationship thing will change in its context because suddenly being in a relationship with you as a non-needy, non-clingy person is going to be much more easier, much more acceptable to her, and she's going to suddenly feel a whole lot more spaciousness when it comes to the idea of being in a relationship with you. And it's going to 
be something she's much more likely to say yes to, assuming the interactions between the two of you feel good, assuming that you know the connection is good and all that stuff that we talk about as well too. But you know, just navigating around the hey, I don't have time for a relationship kind of thing. That's what I'd keep in mind. Okay, where did we leave off? Um, no, we did that one. We did that one. Okay. Okay, Jordan wants to know how to connect on an emotional level if you don't both talk and she made it clear to leave her alone and being in no contact after lots of mistakes. What is your advice to make them feel um, heard so they can open up? Okay, so first of all, if there's a lot of emotional resistance that they're having towards interacting with you because of maybe things that happened in the past, mistakes that you made or uh, things that you did before you really kind of found your bearing and was like, oh, okay, yeah, I probably shouldn't text them 10 times a day. I probably shouldn't be, um, you know, needy and clingy and beg and apologize a million times and all that stuff. Um, if you made a lot of mistakes like that, then the first thing you need to do is you need to clear away that emotional resistance. And the best way to do that is to speak to where they are at on an emotional level. So what is the quality of that emotional resistance? Is it a frustration? Is it, hey, you're not hearing my needs? Is it, um, you really don't get how you impacted me? Is it uh, something like that? And I mean, you have to like really put yourself into her shoes and see the world from her eyes so that she, so, so that you, you can be impacted by the, the effect that your presence was having on her. And as you start to see the world from her eyes and see your actions and your behavior and your way of being from her eyes, you can suddenly say, oh, I get it. I get it, yeah. She never felt like I heard her. And what she really just wanted was for someone to say, hey, I'm really sorry that whatever happened, uh, that's not what I meant and all that stuff, right? And if you can start to do that and connect to where she's at on an emotional level, um, she'll start to feel heard. She'll start to release all of that emotional resistance. And suddenly there's a, there's a clearing where suddenly she'll actually start to be able to um, be receptive to talking to you, to hearing you out and all that stuff. Um, and that's when you can start to move in there and start to take things down from surface level communication down to the emotional level of communication. But that's not going to happen um, if there's all that emotional resistance there in the first place. Let's see if we can do one more question, guys. I know we're a little bit later today because of some uh, appointment conflicts. Um, if you have insecurities with the one that you are with, how do you work on yourself? How do you get these pesky thoughts out of your head knowing it most likely isn't true? Yeah, so um, just, just do like what I was talking about in the video, right? So if you have trust issues, so I mean like just as an example, um, my ex, my, my big ex that I was with for seven years, um, I did not trust her. Um, when things got hard between us, she would flirt with other guys, she would um, date other guys when we were still together, all that. So I don't think she ever actually like physically cheated on me. I mean, maybe she did, I don't know. But she definitely emotionally did it. Um, and so I did not trust her to be around like other people. I did not trust her to, to be around other guys. And so when I started to date again, I kind of carried a lot of that baggage with me into the dating world. And so I was like really insecure, really anxious, really untrusting of other women. Um, you know, even like Mika when I first met her. And 
it was through constantly reminding myself of like, okay, you know, that's what my ex did in the past. That's obviously not all women. That's just one woman out of, you know, half of seven billion people, three and a half billion people, three and a half billion women. Um, obviously, not every woman is going to cheat on me. Obviously, not every woman is going to start flirting with somebody as soon as I'm not in the room, right? And so um, it was through constantly reminding myself of like, okay, this is a different situation. Uh, do I have any evidence for this? No, I don't. Okay, let's uh, keep going forward. And you know, as you start to do this over and over and over again, and the landmine doesn't blow up when you take another step forward, you're going to start to get more and more trust, more and more trust in the relationship, more and more trust in the process, more and more trust in the other person. And eventually, those anxieties will start to ease themselves. But you have to, number one, recognize that the thoughts that you have are not necessarily true. You can stop and you can examine them and you can look for evidence one way or the other. And again, I'm not saying that, hey, this other person isn't cheating on you. Hey, this other person is, isn't like going to turn around and flirt with somebody as soon as you walk out the, out of the door. But, um, you know, you got to give them the benefit of the doubt, essentially until they actually do something to say, hey, you know, I'm, I'm just like your ex, Clay, or, or something like that, okay? And so as you do this, and as you continue to challenge these thoughts in your mind, as you do this and as you continue to uh, keep these insecurities and fears and all this other stuff in check, you will start to decrease that insecurity, start to decrease those fears, start to decrease those um, anxieties, and you'll start to feel more and more comfortable with your current partner. So yeah, um, that's that's really what all of that is about. And once again, if that's something that you want to learn more about, you'll probably love our on-demand training over at modernlove.life slash class. It's called, I never told you what it was called. It's called the five love operating system upgrades to automatically bring you in alignment with the perfect relationship or partner that you've always wanted. Uh, something along those lines. Um, but yeah, you can go ahead and check that out over at modernlove.life slash class. And you know, if you like what you see, um, I'm going to invite you to join our course called the Compatibility Code, which covers all this stuff in much greater detail. And if you don't like what you see, no big deal. I'm sure you'll learn a lot anyway over on that on-demand training. Anyway, once again, thank you so much. If you like what we're doing here, give us a thumbs up. Subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. And uh, check out some other videos that we got here. Anyway, this has been Clay, and I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Have a great day. Have a great evening. Have a great whatever time it is in the world where you are.